Welcome back to the Best Self Podcast. I'm super excited about today's episode. I'm here safely, socially distancing, six feet apart with Kim Sheltman. Today we wanted to really bring you some wellness tips. I've been really excited. Ayurveda is really new to me. Um, so I wanted to bring in an expert and we're lucky to have Kim as a local expert. So Ayurveda is the oldest form of medicine. And many of you know Aggie Price at our practice. She introduced me to a book called Prime about Ayurvedic medicine and ways to really create good daily habits and pretty much reset your life. Uh, That's by Clarit Chaudhary. And the more I got excited about what I was hearing in the book, I was looking for someone locally who could be a guide for me and just learn, learn more. So I found Kim at Healing Elements in Satellite Beach. That's right. And we did a consultation. Kim did a really thorough personality analysis and lifestyle analysis and health and wellness analysis. Very thorough, like more thorough than any medical exam or intake <laughs> I've ever had. Thanks. Um, so I learned a lot about myself through that. And then I walked away with a really comprehensive plan. And I've, I've been telling everyone I love and know in my life about Ayurveda. And just, it can be overwhelming to kind of take it all on at once. But if you can even create a few daily habits and then build on that, I think it's definitely life-changing. And when Aggie told me about the book, she said, this is life-changing. And then when I listened to it and started doing things, it is. I mean, I feel calmer, healthier, happier, even in the past couple months since I've been implementing some of these things. That's great. So, so Kim, hear that. <laughs> Kim is going to talk to us more about um, some things that we can all do on a daily basis to feel better and live better. And um, a little bit about Kim. She's a certified practitioner in Ayurveda. You've trained in California and India, and this is home? That's right. It is. <laughs> awesome. So it's nice to have you back in this community. It's great to be back, and it's an honor to share Ayurveda in my hometown. I'm grateful for that every day. And you're running a practice in Satellite Beach. Yes, yes. I opened the practice in uh, at the end of 2018, so almost going on two years now, So, which is kind of awesome. crazy. Yeah. Awesome. So. so tell us more about maybe some of these daily habits that we can all implement. Yeah. Um, well, daily habit-wise, um, I think first and foremost, one of the most important things that I would say it's um, – getting into that cycle, that natural rhythm of nature. Ayurveda, um, um, the basis of Ayurveda is all about the laws of nature. Uh, Ayurveda, as you had mentioned before, it's the oldest system of medicine. It is the traditional medicine system coming from India, over 5,000 years old. It could be more. And um, you might think, well, how could this ancient system be um, so beneficial implemented today. Things mm-hmm. are so different now with um, uh, modern science and technology. But Ayurveda is based off of certain fundamental laws of nature. Mm-hmm. Just like gravity was discovered so many thousands of years ago, uh, gravity still exists today. The laws of nature don't change. They're right. immutable. And um, just to briefly, before I go over to habits, just to talk just a little bit about the basics of Ayurveda and how these laws of nature um, really um, shape the fundamental thinking of Ayurveda. Mm-hmm. Um, there are three doshas. 
and these relate to the elements. Um, we have vata, which is the air and space principle. And air quality, you can think of it like we need a certain amount of movement in the body, mm -hmm. um, um, outward movement, me moving my hands while I'm talking right now, electrical impulses being sent to the brain, um, mm -hmm. peristalsis needed for digestion, the pumping of the heart, any kind of movement of the body that's governed and controlled by vata dosha. The space principle, we need a certain amount of space within the body for our organs to exist, space just to exist in general. Pitta is that fire and water principle. Of course, we're composed primarily of water. Fire represents any kind of change or transformation that's taking place mm -hmm. within the body. Um, it's uh, really located in the small intestines. It's responsible for assimilating and absorbing nutrients, what becomes us. Mm -hmm. uh, it's responsible for hormonal secretions via the endocrine system, um, it, uh, bile secretions, the blood, the liver, all that is related to pitta dosha. The uh, kapha principle of the body, that's the earth principle, uh, earth and water. And the earth principle represents any kind of um, stability of the body, our, our connective tissues, our fat tissue. We need a certain amount of lubrication in the body. And so Ayurveda, we're all three. We're, yes. We all have three, and then there's a dominant element in most yes. people? Yes, yeah. so we're a combination of all three mm -hmm. of these elements. Everything in nature is. Mm -hmm. It's just, these are fundamental laws of nature, mm -hmm. of life. Right. And um, everyone is going to have, or, or typically has one dominant dosha. That's mm -hmm. typically what goes out of balance easiest. Mm -hmm. um, that's what we are, it's what feels natural, and we kind of crave things that are more like us. So, mm -hmm. for example, someone that is a pitta fire type, me. you know, yeah, <laughs> often you can crave spicy Shocker. food. Yeah. <laughs> so for pizza, sometimes I don't know if this happens for you, but oftentimes can crave spicy foods or um, stimulating activities mm -hmm. like hot yoga, things like that. But those are the very things that can increase um, uh, pitta dosha and uh, could lead to things like hyperacidity or mm -hmm. you know things of that nature. So we want to do the opposite to balance those those properties. That makes sense. Yeah. And uh, Ayurveda really sees us uh, humans as reflections, microcosm um, of the macrocosm universe. So one of the most important things I would say, and my first tip I would say, is getting in sync with the natural rhythm and cycles of the day. So mm -hmm. waking up as the sun's rising, 6, 6.30, that is a time governed by vata dosha. That's that airspace principle. It's very active. This is also our time um, for our REM sleep cycle. So that's when our mind is really restoring itself. That's when we are consolidating memories and it helps with learning and cognitive abilities. That happens between the hours of 2 to 6 a.m. So if you're able to wake up closer to that 6 a.m. range, you're going to have more sustained energy throughout the rest of the day. Um, I don't know if anyone out there has ever experienced that if you sleep in, you typically feel a little bit more Worse, tired yeah. and sluggish. Definitely. Yeah, because from 6 to 10 a.m., that's more of that kapha time, and kapha is a little bit of a more heavier and sluggish. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that is very important. Um, and also going to sleep um, um, by you know, that 10 to 11 o'clock range is really ideal. That's going to bed more in that kapha time. So we want to um, go to sleep during that, you know, that kapha time we had get a, a fuller and deeper sleep. 
from 11 to 2 a.m. That goes into that pitta time again. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, um, a time when we're having our deep sleep. That's when our bodies are really restoring themselves and our muscle fibers, everything, our organs are, um, are really um, um, healing at that time. And when you're going to sleep uh, later, you're kind of cutting into that time when your body really needs that vital Restoring. healing. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I know sleep is a challenge for a lot of people. Absolutely. And I think that's where some of the other topics we'll touch on, like diet and meditation, are really informing really good routines and habits um, is going to help improve that cycle, make that cycle more natural and easier. Absolutely. Another thing is, uh, and this is a big shift for a lot of people, is trying to have a bigger meal for lunch mm-hmm. rather than dinner. I've definitely done that. You, know, you push through, yeah. skip breakfast, skip lunch, and then just have a big meal. Yeah, just yeah it happens. We get busy in our awful. days. And, yeah, yeah. And we end up you know, eating, eating yeah. more in the evening time, closer to bed, getting tired, sluggish. Really, it's ideal to eat um, dinner at least three hours before mm-hmm. you're going to sleep, so it has some time to digest. Uh, but why we advocate having the bigger meal uh, at noontime, that's that pitta time. That's when our digestion is really the strongest. Mm-hmm. As I had mentioned before, pitta really resides in the small intestines, assimilating, absorbing nutrients, and our di- digestive power and, and capacity is just really strong, and we need that you know, sustained energy mm-hmm. for the rest of the day. So dinner, it's really better to do a lighter meal mm-hmm. um, soups are great warm nourishing foods mm-hmm. uh, that's yeah you a, gave me some awesome soup recipes oh, that I've yeah. made Glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> um, and another thing is um, favoring warm cooked food like those mm-hmm. soups um, raw foods and salads um, they have so many micronutrients but just because they've got all those micronutrients right. doesn't mean you're assimilating and absorbing that all was those. a huge take home for me because you're like oh i'm eating raw vegetables how much healthier could i possibly get but it's yeah. really so much energy and your body really can't optimize the energy and nutrients that are in those yeah Yeah, that's true. And, you know, being that it's raw, it can actually dry out the colon Mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, And uh, it's not ideal for digestion. Um, But warm salads are great. Like just Mm -hmm. if you saute a little bit of Mm -hmm. kale, actually, I think it tastes better. It's it's a little bit easier to eat. And it has more of that nutrient profile that's able Mm -hmm. to come out and you're able to. That's interesting. I think that a lot of people don't. I mean, I didn't know that or understand that at all. So that's that's beautiful. And then as far as even water, you know, not drinking cold water, ice cold water, just keeping yeah. everything room temperature yeah. or warm yeah. really that, helps just ongoing digestion. That's right. I, that's another one of the most important things that people can do uh, is not doing the ice. I know we live in Florida yeah, and smoothies. it gets hot here <laughs> and putting ice in smoothies and everything. Uh, but in Ayurveda, we we call we have a concept called Agni, which means mm-hmm. fire. It's our digestive fire, uh, which is essentially our metabolism. Right. And so when we're putting ice on it, we're putting ice on that fire. We yeah. have to keep that fire kindling going strong. It makes sense. Um, one thing that I have loved is the CCFT, and that's kind of the first thing that was ever introduced to me. And it, I do it every day, and it, I just feel so good. It's the cumin coriander fennel. Yes. And you served it at your consult, which I thought I was amazing. I always have it brewing and healing elements. Yeah. 
and uh, it's just so easy. And that's kind of the first like thing I'll tell anyone: like, it, just start the tea. Like, mm-hmm. at least do this because it's so anti-inflammatory. Yeah. It's warm. You're getting your hydration. That's right. All day long. Yeah. Um, cumin, coriander, fennel, as you said, uh, cumin, it helps to cleanse the plasma of the body, mm-hmm. which is the building blocks of all the other tissues in the body. Very important. Coriander is very good for reducing inflammation, stomach internal inflammation, mm-hmm. and fennel is so great for digestion, keeping mm-hmm. that agni, that digestifier going and strong. And these are things that are so common in, in yeah. traditional Indian or mm-hmm. Eastern food that aren't as common in the U.S. Um, and the health benefits are so amazing, yes. especially when it can be implemented a little bit all day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So avoiding ice, doing room temperature water, mm-hmm. doing uh, herbal teas, doing CCFT uh, uh, can have profound changes in your health as well. Awesome. So we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about a few more things, daily habits um, that we can all start and change change our change the way we feel completely Welcome back. We are going to learn more about Ayurveda with Kim. She has some more daily habits. Yes. So daily habits that you can do. Um, one thing that our body, our bodies are so amazing. So one thing that happens is we naturally detoxify um, toxins through our tongue as we're sleeping. So you might see in the morning, you have a little bit of a white film, something like that on your tongue. The best thing that you can do is tongue scrape. So even before you brush your teeth, even before you have your morning tea or coffee, scraping the tongue. 
I did not know this. So oh. where do we get the tongue scraper? You, I mean, you can, you can <laughs> First find question, it easily. Amazon. <laughs> yeah, Amazon has all. Tongue I have scraper. them over at my practice as well. Okay. Um, but they're pretty easy to find. Uh, the best kind that I like to suggest are copper tongue scrapers. I like the ones with two handles where you're able to just um, um, use like that. Uh, but uh, copper is the um, most antibacterial, antibacterial okay. metal, so that's a really good one to use. I did and just not giving know a little that our scrape tongue of was your detoxing tongue. us. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. So every morning, scrape. just give a little scrape, scrape of the tongue, a little okay. scrape, scrape, and uh, before you brush your teeth. After you brush your teeth, uh, I know if you're familiar with oil pulling, mm -hmm. that's, you know, it's not like you're gargling with mouthwash. You're really just pulling the oil throughout the mouth. Mm -hmm. And uh, that also helps to remove toxins and very good for gum oral health oh. as well. Yeah. And uh, I like to suggest sesame oil. It's uh, more antibacterial, microbial. Okay. Yeah. Is olive oil okay? Most people olive have. Oil just because I feel is like okay. It's in most use people's use kitchens. what you have. Coconut oil can also be okay. fine, especially if you're your pitta dosha. That makes so, sense. Uh, but uh, olive oil can be used. Sesame oil. That's great too. And you're pushing and pulling it through your teeth. Through your teeth. Yeah. yeah through for the spaces. You can start with like five minutes. Um, um, up to 10, 20 minutes even. And uh, one thing I just like to say is just to remember to spit it in the trash. It is oil after all, so you don't want it to clog the sink. So That's just a good another tip. thing to be mindful of. You could multitask and do this with your dry brushing or meditation. You could, right? Yeah, yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> I'm all about the multitasking. Okay. There's like saving yourself time. <laughs> Five minutes can sometimes feel like forever. Yeah. Just do your breathing, your meditation, mm -hmm. and you're pulling. And you're pulling. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Another great tip. I'll just go over a couple more things. Um, neti pots are great if you have sinus issues or even if you don't. Um, just it actually helps to increase mental um, power, cognitive abilities, helps to increase memory. The, um, the nose is the only pathway um, uh, across the blood-brain barrier. So um, having the nose clear, sinuses clear, also helps to promote memory. You don't have to get the packets or anything like okay. that. Just sea salt and hot water and just let that dissolve to and get to a that. safe That's a tough one for me. But it is interesting. I think it's totally underestimated. I, um, when I was doing my training, I worked with ENTs, and I was like coming down with a cold, so the ear, nose, throats, the people and they wanted to know all about my mucus and, and yeah you know everyone here just wants to start an antibiotic give me a z-pack give mm -hmm. me this mm -hmm. and the ENTs were like you just need to do some sinus flushes like get yeah. your neti pot like that's all that they said to do it's I mean it's profound yeah it really is it's awesome and uh, like I said all you need is to to boil the water some sea salt about mm -hmm. a half a teaspoon of sea salt and then a cup and a half of of hot water is good and just set that aside let that go to a nice safe temperature and maybe something you can do on your way out the door before you go to work so you think you recommend this as a daily habit I do yeah I do it's something I do every day I mean wow. I'm prone to sinusitis okay. and, and and allergies it helps with allergies oh my gosh yes Yes. And the Saharan dust cloud that yeah, we're in. Yeah, it's a good time for it. <laughs> That's awesome. i got to dust my neti pot off. Yeah. Dust it off first, for sure. <laughs> uh, another thing that we can do is giving ourselves uh, a self-massage with a warm oil. And you can choose your oil 
as well by your your dosha type. Coconut oil is very good for pitta, mm -hmm. um, for kapha or, or vata. Sesame oil is really good. Almond oil is also really good for vata as well. Um, but this is just very nourishing for the tissues. It's a really great self-care practice. Also helps build an immune system as well. Awesome. Are there any videos or any? Have you done any yet? Maybe I haven't yet. I've thought about doing it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think there are I, there are videos out yeah. there you could look on YouTube. You know, just kind of long strokes on the muscles, circular, mm -hmm. um, circular at the joints. Yeah. After yeah. learning about dry brushing, I mean, I talk to all my patients about it mm -hmm. now because everybody you know has problem areas or they want kind of that quick fix for cellulite or skin. And sure. I made a printout, like instructions, how to, or even my post-op oh, patients great. to help with lymphatic massage and things like that. So I'm a strong believer in dry brushing. Yes. And most people think it's a new thing, but again, it's been around forever. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you recommend? five thousand years, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about dry brushing and the benefits? Yeah. So that's good for stimulating lymphatic circulation so that's really the 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 main thing i'd say about that and uh you know i had mentioned before about our our lymph or plasma mm -hmm. being the building blocks of all the other tissues in the body so um it's incredibly important for you know not just um like reducing cellulite and things of that nature but a healthy strong immune system right yeah. definitely and circulation yes absolutely absolutely awesome are there any more daily habits you want to talk? We're going to do a part two. Do you want to tell people how to find you? Yes, you can find me. My website is healingelementsayurveda.com. The practice is in Satellite Beach off A1A. And if you would like to reach out and connect, um, you can find me online. I go by Kim Veda. I'm on Instagram. And I do have a YouTube channel as well. I do a lot of Ayurveda and health-related videos where I share different uh, Ayurvedic wellness tips and things that they can do at home awesome and you do workshops too I mean I know we I can't do. gather I miss them so much. now yeah. but um, in my consult you mentioned a couple and I was like I would go to that so nutrition and yes um, sometimes yoga. cooking classes mm -hmm. we'll mix some yoga in there seasonal yoga um, I was supposed to do a women's health and hormones mm -hmm. workshop that I was really looking forward to um, typically I was doing at least one workshop a month so hopefully I'll be able to get back to awesome. that hopefully soon Awesome. Well, we are going to do part two and take a deeper dive into some of the um, habits and ways that you can implement Ayurveda into your life. So thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.